It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Hey, hey, America. Hello, America and beyond the fruited plain. Welcome home to the Wendy Bell radio program. Proud to be here giving you common sense conservatism Monday through Friday, 15 hours a week. So delighted to have you. Lots going on in the news today. I understand 11 o'clock this morning. We're going to get round number two of this House speaker vote. I just have to ask you just if you were watching even remotely peripherally, and I freely admit, I sat down yesterday, got home from the from the radio studio. I, I walked Murphy. I sat down in front of the fireplace, turned on the on the C-SPAN channel. And I sat there and I watched our <laughs> our wheels of government, which are so maddeningly slow. No wonder they want to do everything behind closed doors. If we operated in our jobs or in our lives in any capacity as ploddingly as these people do, I swear, we would all be bankrupt. See, what's going on now is they're just bankrupting us, which is great. We're going to talk about what's going on in the speaker's race. We're going to talk about the 20 quote unquote defectors, what things look like now. But more importantly, as I've said to you many, many times, it is about paying attention to what people are saying. How are they responding? A lot of true colors coming out. And we're going to illuminate all of those for you. So delighted as always to be with you. Welcome home. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't happen often, but right out of the gates, I understand we do have some breaking news to bring to you. Wendy Bell, breaking news. Yes, it's true. That is the official sound of breaking news on this network. And uh, Joe Biden has successfully made it to Tel Aviv, Israel. Um, and he had just moments ago, he had this to say, and I'm so glad he's there because you need, you need a voice of reason. You need someone who is strong. You need somebody to galvanize all of these forces together and to, to represent the, the strength and unity of democracy and Thank God we've got Joe Biden to do that. Let's listen in. You know, uh, years ago, I asked the Secretary of State, would he and I work in the Senate to write something for me? And he said, uh, he wrote a line that uh, I think is appropriate. 
He said, uh, it's not, we need uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it. I'll wait later. Taking too much time. Oh, my gosh. He cannot remember anything. This is purposeful. This is called American weakness. The leaders of Jordan and many other countries have said, don't even bother. I don't want to be anywhere near you. Right? As, as apparently Hamas has, has sent out a rocket, a missile that, that had a misfunction, I guess, before it could make it over to where it needed to go to bomb more civilians. It blew up and landed in a parking lot outside of a hospital where the media in record time, I mean within one hour of anybody knowing this had happened in the middle of the night, you had breaking news headlines everywhere. Reuters, AP, ABC News, New York Times, all of them, hundreds killed. And they were blaming Israel. Ladies and gentlemen, there is nothing to believe about anything that is coming out of this conflict. If that is, if that is the one thing we can depend upon, that you are hearing nothing, that hasn't been manipulated, that hasn't been crafted, that hasn't been purposefully mushed to create a narrative that forces you to do one thing or another. Whether that one thing is to get behind, say, Lindsey Graham, who said we need to bomb Iran. Can you imagine if Lindsey Graham was in charge? He wanted us to go bomb Iran. Isn't it bad enough that Joe Biden is asking for $100 billion in aid? Janet Yellen says we had it. You heard it yesterday. We got lots, lots of gas left in the tank. We can afford multiple wars. Don't worry about the declining standard of life for you and your family. They don't care. And I think more and more people are seeing this. So let's get to yesterday. What happened yesterday? All right. So you have 20 Republicans who say, I don't want Jim Jordan. They voted for a variety of different people. Whatever. We did not expect this to be a slam dunk. We'll get into the the minutia of who voted for whom and why. And you're also going to hear some sound today from some swamp creatures. These are people who are Republicans. And yes, they are in name only, but they are true uniparty believers. That they, they do not want anybody who is going to upset standard Business as usual in Congress and business as usual in Congress is ineffective. It's not representative. It is outrageously costly for all of us. And too much of it happens behind closed doors. The one saving grace about this vote yesterday. I want to hear how everybody votes. Put it out on the table. Play your cards. Tell us what you want for somebody like Ken Buck. To come out and say, I will never vote for Jim Jordan. Ever, ever, ever. Well, how is he any different than all of the people saying 96% of Congress wanted to keep Kevin McCarthy? Well, 96% of your constituents now in the House want Jim Jordan. So what are you doing, guys? What are you doing, Ken? You're showing us that this is nothing more than a sixth grade girls sleepover party. This is what we're having. Get your feety pajamas out. Get your favorite teddy bear. Maybe grab a a blanket and a pillow. We're all going to camp out in somebody's basement, right? 
We're going to eat popcorn. We're going to tell stories. We're going to gossip. I might braid your hair. There'll be some nail polish. Literally, this is what's going on in Congress. Petty, petulant, childishness to the degree of which, to do a degree that I, I'm pretty sure I was shocked by watching all of the shenanigans. These are supposed to be the best and the brightest. These are supposed to be the people who represent our values. These are the people who embarrass me. Look, take all the Democrats away. I don't care what they're doing. I don't care what they're saying. I'm not going to get outraged by the idiocy of the left. We are aware of their games. We understand the playbook. We've seen it before. We've called it out. And we've said all of this is high school musical. It is so predictable, precalculated, and obnoxious Meanwhile, there are true problems in this country that we need to address, and everything is put on hold. So these people who believe that truly they are rock stars, they believe they are that special, they long ago, many of them, stopped remembering the mission, why they are there. And instead, it's this little backbiting, backroom deal-making, and now Steve Scalise, I understand, making these deals in the in the shadows of of the of the halls there trying to derail allegedly Jim Jordan's quest for the gavel talk about being butthurt talk about being an insecure egomaniac schlub these are the people allegedly that we have voted into office so take the democrats out you know what you get with the leftist a Democrat who's elected is a Democrat indoctrinated. It is a clone trooper who will walk to the beat of Nancy Pelosi or anybody else. There will be no deviation. There will be no thought. There will be no ideas. There will be no innovation. There will be whatever they are told to do. I don't know about you guys, but that's how we got into this mess. Because that block of people who dependably suck got a lot of people on the right to join them. And these people have settled in into their swamp creature suits. They don't want a Jim Jordan. They don't want fiscal responsibility. They don't care about your finances. They don't want you to know the truth about elections. Are they actually trustworthy? Do we believe in them? Of course not. They don't want you to have the ability to say that. These are the people who are down with censorship if it quiets the voices of those of us who tell the truth and who dare to question everything. And they sure as hell don't want you to know the truth about January 6th. Because when that jig is up, when everybody in America can see the depravity of those Democrats and the handful of Republicans who went along with it, the mystery, the magic, of government, government is over. And that is what they're clawing for. They are holding on to that with an iron grip. And we are watching every single vote and every single interview to give you what we believe is the truth. Because everything else that you're seeing is a stage. It's an act. There's a script. There's a plan. Only you and only I are in the position to blow the lid off of it. And that we have. So buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk about who voted how. And then I want you to hear a little Hakeem Jeffries. Oh, Hakeem. You know, the election denier from 2016. Who everybody in the house on the, on the left side of the aisle. Oh, 
We want Hakeem. What a leader. What a wonderful guy. What what a thought provider. Uh, not next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. All right, so let's get right to it. Don Bacon, Nebraska. Voted for McCarthy. Lori Chavez Dreamer, Oregon, voted for McCarthy. We don't want McCarthy. Listen to what we say. Anthony D. Esposito, New York. Lee Zeldin. Mario Diaz Ballard, both Florida. Going for Scalise. Swamp Creature Scalise. Jake Elsey, Texas. Who is that guy? That's right. He's brand new. I counted six of the 20 who voted against Jim Jordan are newly elected congressmen and women. Who got in their ear? Who promised them the sky and said, look, I know you're new to the beltway. Let me bring you in. Let me tell you what you can get if you do what I want you to do. Six freshman congressmen deciding to go against Jim Jordan. Really? Jake Elsey, Texas, voted for uh, Mike Garcia of California. All right, Jake, whatever. Andrew Garbarino, uh, Zeldin, Carlos Jimenez, Florida, McCarthy. Tony Gonzalez of Texas voted for Scalise. Kay Granger of Texas voted for Scalise. Mike Kelly, Pennsylvania, voted for Scalise. Jennifer Kiggins, new one. Virginia, McCarthy. Nick LaLota, another new one of New York. Zeldin. Mike Lawler, New York, voted for McCarthy. Lawler is also a new one. Somebody got in their heads, guys. John Rutherford, Florida, voted for Scalise. Mike Simpson, Idaho, voted for Scalise. Steve Womack, Arkansas, voted for Scalise. Ken Buck, Hack of Colorado, voted for Tom Emmer. Wait till you hear why. We've got that story for you momentarily. What a petulant child. My children know how to behave better than these hacks in Congress. John James of Michigan. Another new representative voting for Tom Cole of Oklahoma. Doug LaMalfa LaMalfa of California, new one, voted for McCarthy and Victoria Sparts of Indiana, voted for Massey of Kentucky. So six newly elected members of the House voted against Jim Jordan. Eight of the 20 who voted against Jim Jordan have liberty scores of an F. Shocking. F. Three of them have D's. These are swamps incarnate. Many of these votes are from swamp creatures. Mike Kelly from Pennsylvania. He lives and and represents, allegedly, an exceedingly Republican district. What did they go for Trump by, Brock? They were plus what, 13, you plus said? Plus 13. Plus 13. And you're going to vote against the guy that Donald Trump endorsed? Mike Kelly, pack your bags, brother. Time to retire. We're done with you. See, all of this is so indicative of this disconnect that's purposeful because they they long ago stopped caring about what we want. They long ago stopped listening to our wishes and reading our emails and pretending as though we matter. There is a whole bribery, blackmail, disgusting scheme and its nucleus is in Washington, D.C. And so people have to vote certain ways in order to accomplish or gain favor with X, Y, or Z. Why can't we just call a spade a spade and vote for the guy who's the best? 
There's no question. And I love Nancy Pelosi. Oh, my gosh. He's so extreme. He's the worst possible candidate. Now she's telling the truth. Because to the establishment, Jim Jordan is the worst. What would you want? Job number one, what would you want to see? Would you want to see the investigation into the Biden crime family syndicate? You want to see that continue? Do you want to see the heat, you know, turn up on that? I personally... My number one thing I want, I want to see the tapes. I want to see the video of January 6th. I want it all out there. I want it released for everybody to see what the hell actually happened because only then will the true criminality, the true corruption and darkness of premeditated entrapment come to light so everybody can see beyond that. So the people who have died who have either taken their own lives or who have been sent away ostensibly for the rest of their lives for what can be vindicated and those who can be released can be. I want you to hear now some, of the, some of the claims that these 20 GOP folks say. Jim Jordan, he will not affirm the results of the 2020 election. Why does it matter to these folks? Why does it matter? Because if you're going to claim that Jim Jordan is an election denier, then tell me why it is that the Democrats support resoundingly, unanimously, Hakeem Jeffries, who is the ultimate election denier incarnate on the left. In fact, we have a little montage of just a little snippet of some of the things that 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 gentleman has said. Here's Hakeem Jeffries. There is a cloud of illegitimacy around the election of Donald Trump. Russia interfered with our election, attacked our democracy for the sole purpose of artificially placing someone at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They were successful. There was clearly a cloud of illegitimacy hanging over 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue that's growing bigger by the day. There's a cloud of illegitimacy that continues to hang over 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. So-called president of the United States. So-called president. So-called president. So-called president. Aren't they petty? Aren't they petty and disgusting and childish? Don't you expect more from your pets who can behave better than these people in Congress? Don't question things, ladies and gentlemen. That's not your job. Your job is to absorb and understand and regurgitate what they tell you. Their reality is the only reality because once you start chipping away at the lies, once you start seeing how dark and dirty it really is, then you have to turn back the pages of time. And then you have to start asking for how long has it been this dirty? For how many generations? All right, don't miss the sound. Ken Buck hack what a shame adam kinzinger never was a republican he got bought out right he sold his soul we know what's going on and you're going to hear proof of these voices showing you exactly what the swamp looks like and sounds like next on the wendy bell radio network welcome back to the wendy bell radio program this is uh you know surprising not surprising there are Ego is a is a very big thing in this world. It's a very complicated issue. I think it's a, a mechanism by which we try to establish our own value 
while comparing ourselves to other people in a very natural, inherently human way. And the ego is some kind of a protection mechanism that often blinds us and leads us in the wrong direction. People who are governed by their egos get butt hurt when they're not voted in. They don't want to see somebody else's success. They're very liberal, if you will. Liberal people, in my mind, can't see beyond whatever their ideology is to celebrate someone else's victory. It's an inherent flaw, I believe. And we're seeing so much ego nonsense at a time where we need to put the self aside and join together and be like, what are we doing as a people here? What are we doing as a country? Where do we want to go? Do you like where we are? Did you prefer it at different times in history? How do you see the future? What would be good for you? Isn't that the inherent responsibility and purpose of government? Keep us safe, protect the people, and most of all, stay the hell out of our way. That's completely changed over the last several years. We have not seen meddling. We have not seen such overt corruption. We have not seen such a trampling of our individual liberties and values. I mean, when in America, do you remember not being able to say something factual without having a complete blow up on social media or people coming after you and your job? How dare you? This this weird perverted activism, which is really just a code for covering up the filth that the swamp is dragging around. And its footprints are in all of our zip codes. Everything these people do costs us money, but it doesn't benefit us. And you have outcry, a lot of outcry. People are done being the piggy bank of the world, period. Especially when things here in America are so rocky. Steve Scalise trying to undermine Jim Jordan's speakership bid ahead of the second ballot. So so they have the first vote. It's at noon. God forbid we should work at, at normal hours. Why don't you guys start at 7? See, if you started at 7 a.m., you could actually maybe get two votes in. Ah, we're going to do it at noon. We're going to drag it out. It's going to take about an hour and a half to do. And then we're going to have shots of you guys milling around, showing us that you do nothing. Right? That's what I see. I see a lot of doing nothing and behaving like children. And then we're going to call a lid on the day to come back and do it again the next day. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Try running your life that inefficiently and tell me how it works for you. Steve Scalise says no when Jim Jordan asks him, hey, you're the second in charge. Right? Would you please be the one to give my nominating speech on the floor of the House? No. Scalise says. And so at least Stefanik has to do it, the head of the GOP. No. Now, why would you say no, Steve, but then go on to vote for Jim Jordan? You're sending some very peculiar mixed messages, I would say. So here's the story of him rumbling in the background, trying to get people to thwart, to derail Jim Jordan's rise, duly and rightly so, to that chair, to that gavel, to that position that demands someone who's not a lunatic. We've already been through Nancy Pelosi. Don't need to go back to that. Let's get some sanity. Let's get some progress. Let's get some transparency. Let's illuminate 
what's been going on. Jim Jordan threatens all of them with that, which is why you've got your rhinos now clutching their pearls. Oh my gosh. Including, which is astonishing to me, six freshman congressmen and women. And I have to ask, what were they promised? So CNN's Annie Grayer, I don't know who that is, whatever, noted on X that the majority leader would not commit to helping Jim Jordan secure the 17 outstanding votes he needs for the House, the top House job. This is despite Jordan requesting his aid, as the House has not had a speaker since the now former Speaker Kevin McCarthy was removed October 3rd. And apparently sources on Capitol Hill confirm Scalise will not assist in this endeavor. Do you guys really think there's there's Kevin McCarthy in the background helping out either? You've got an absolute division in the Republican Party, and this process must be allowed to continue. You don't just keep voting in the same kind of people who have allowed America to suck for so long. Because if you do, congratulations, you too are a Republican in name only. You need actual change. You need actual fighters. And that is what this tension back and forth is all about. Pay attention to the voices. Pay, pay attention to the Republican voices who are imploring. Do this quickly. No, no. If you guys already work so slowly in Congress anyway, let's, let's watch. In brutal live television detail. Let's watch the back and forth, the give and go of this struggle. Let's let people show their egos so America can see it's about them instead of we. I want you to hear Ken Buck on CNN yesterday, Dana Bash. See, these people want to be media darlings. They want to be clicks on the, on the social media pages. They want to be the headline of the websites, right? They want to see themselves they want to put on the makeup and the lavalier microphone and the IFB in the ear, and they want the spotlight on them. See, I want America in the spotlight. Those are the kind of service members we need in Congress, which is why I'm such an advocate of veterans serving. Here's Ken Buck saying, you know what? I didn't even vote for the guy who he voted for Tom Emmer, who's also an F uh, Liberty score. I voted for him not because I like him. Right? Listen to the childishness of grown-ups who long ago forgot how to act accordingly. Go. Oh, he did not vote for Congressman Jim Jordan, instead voting for Tom Emmer. Well, I guess my first question is, do you really want Tom Emmer to be speaker? No, I don't. I don't like Tom Emmer. I figured this would be the worst job in America. Mike Rowe would not want to do this for his TV show. This is so, a terrible job. Okay, so just to underscore that. You voted for somebody because you don't like them. I, I voted for somebody because I wasn't going to vote for Jim. Yeah, but, but you don't. He had scripted that. He had come up with that line. He was ready. He wanted to be that soundbite, my friends. Oh, boy. Even Dana Bash, liberal hack. She's taken aback by it. Wait a minute. You played a childish game in a vote because you don't like somebody and you think the job is terrible and you would you'd want him to get stuck with it. What are we at a sixth grade girl sleepover party? Embarrassing, predictable, embarrassing. But you need to hear this playing games. Dude, we need we need to fix stuff. If you're not down to fixing stuff, get out. Beat it. Beat it. Then there's Adam Kinzinger, all right? 
So we all know Adam Kinzinger, when he decided to join the 9-11 or the 9-11, the January 6th committee, right? When he purportedly with Liz Cheney was representing the Republicans, please, that dude long ago sold out. One would think a veteran who served his country wouldn't have such a low bar threshold for bribery, for being bought out. But Adam Kinzinger has sold his soul. He's hook, line and sinker down with the uniparty swamp creatures. He is now a leftist failing upwards into some kind of a media capacity. He's going to be our senior political correspondent, blah, blah, blah. Apparently, it's more profitable to be on CNN or MSNBC or whatever the hell he's on than it is to actually be a voting member of Congress who gives a crap about this country. Adam, you hack. Listen to what he had to say. He's proud. He's proud of the 20 Republicans who voted against Jim Jordan. But he was aghast and called the MAGA right-wing extremist, super MAGA, ultra MAGA, who voted to get rid of Kevin McCarthy. Mm, Riddle me that. Here is crybaby Adam Kinzinger. Look, I'm impressed that there's 20. I was was worried this morning because a lot of the hard opposition to Jordan had been capitulating in the last 24 hours. I think of like Mike Rogers from Alabama, Ann Wagner from Missouri. They were hell knows until they were all in. Um, This is embarrassing for Jim Jordan. And I think this is going to be hard for him to fix. I mean, the only thing I can imagine is if he starts cutting deals and those deals include things that he's never supported in the past. For instance, if he says I'm committed to bringing Ukraine funding on the floor, he may be able to peel off one or two of those. If he says I'm committed to whatever it is, I don't know. Maybe he can get to, to his number, but I think this is hard. I think the free vote here, I mean, you know, the easiest thing to do if you're a Republican is to vote for Jim Jordan the first time and then go away the second time. So I think you could see even more peel away on the second round uh, or he consolidates. Who really knows? But I think it's going to be very hard for him to become speaker now. But that doesn't mean they are not going to use blistering pressure on Fox News, Newsmax, all those OAN to activate the base to scare the crap out of these people. But there are a lot of brave people in those 20 <laughs> that I'm very proud of today. Who, who's going to have the crap scared out of them? Who's scared? See, we want the process to work out. We need to see who the hacks are. This isn't embarrassing for Jim Jordan any more than it was embarrassing for Kevin McCarthy to go 15 rounds. This is the process of governance. It's not about walking in lockstep like a freaking Democrat clone trooper. People voted for that. Where has it gotten us? We are done. Adam, you are not because you have a price tag. You've already sold out, dude. And I think it's hilarious that CNN finds you to be a voice of anything even remotely credible, which is why I tell you, please be super careful, particularly in times of war. Do not believe what these clowns tell you. Any of them. Because they are part of the script. How does Hamas firing a rocket that malfunctions and lands on its side and burns up in a parking lot and injures? I don't even know how many people were killed. I have no idea because I don't believe what we're being told. How does that become an Israeli attack on civilians recovering in a hospital? How? New York Times. How? ABC News. How? Al Jazeera. The BBC. All of them.
right? And Adam Kinzinger is one of their flock. So we're going to watch today as the process works the way the process must. You must see in whom you can believe and in whom you know you cannot. How else are you supposed to make good decisions when you go into the voting booth that's connected to the internet and routed to China? (laughs) I'm sorry I had to, because we're just being honest, right? I'm going to tell you the way it is, and that's the way it is. All right, don't go anywhere. When we come back, you know this intelligence failure, or is it something far worse? Egypt warned Israel about something big about to happen on October 4th. Well, where did that warning go? Very, very similar parallels with things happening in here, America. I'll tell you all about it coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. All right, here's the headline, frontpagemag.com. I don't frequent this site. I found it interesting, frontpagemag.com. Egypt warned Israelis on October 4th that something big was about to happen. You know, I'm seeing some very troubling coincidences, right? I've talked about them multiple times on my Newsmax show on the weekend. These coincidences all seem to follow a very familiar pattern. It's never a surprise, right? January 6th wasn't a surprise. January 6th was cultivated. Our intelligence knew there was chatter from groups like the Oath Keepers and Proud Boys and others saying, you know what? We need to go there to the, to the people's house. Not just to hear Donald Trump for the last time at the Ellipse. But to be there to witness history and also to be there in solidarity with regard to law and order. Because that's what those two organizations are about, right? They're going to tell you otherwise, but that's what they're about. That's the oath that they are keeping. Okay? So you have to have intelligence about something that's going on. You're going to use that something that's been talked about you're going to add some ingredients into that crock pot right into the pressure cooker and then when it blows right you need to make sure you don't have any kind of security there to mitigate the damage so it can be more extensive then you're going to feign outrage you're going to be oh my heavens outrageous what happened Then you're going to pretend to investigate, all the while covering up that you were either complicit, aware, or even worse, using it for your own benefit. And you're going to say to yourself, well, how does does Egypt warning the Israelis on October 4th that they knew something big was about to happen follow that playbook? That was days before the brutal and savage slaughter of more than a thousand Israelis. Why didn't Israel do something about it? Why were 
military and border forces pulled away from that specific segment of the Iron Wall to go do other things at just that time. Why should you question everything? This is where I found Charlie Kirk. He runs Turning Point USA, and his job is basically to, on college campuses, speak the truth about conservatism, a necessary job in a world of indoctrination and social activism. He said something yesterday on a podcast that is very interesting. This is what they don't want you to be able to do. This is why your First Amendment rights dangle in the balance, because if you're free to question everything, you're least likely to be conned. Here's what he said about specifically Israel and Netanyahu. Go. I've been Israel many times. The whole country's a fortress. When I first heard this story, I still had the same gut instinct that I did initially. I find this very hard to believe. I've been to that Gaza border. You cannot go 10 feet without running into a 19-year-old with an AR-15 or an automatic machine gun that is an IDF soldier. Right. The whole country is surveilled. And so so let me just let me just kind of go through this. We don't talk about Israeli politics very often, and most Americans don't know this. The last nine months, Israel was on the brink of civil war. It's not an exaggeration. This judicial stuff, there were there were hundreds of thousands of Israelis taking to the streets because Bibi Netanyahu was basically redefining the Israeli constitution. That's not an exaggeration, right? He said the judicial branch has too much power. There were protests planned this week against Netanyahu where they anticipated tens of thousands of people to take to the streets. That's all gone, Patrick. Netanyahu now has an emergency government and a mandate to lead. I'm not I'm not willing to say to go so far that saying that Netanyahu knew or there was intelligence here. But I think some questions need to be asked. Was there a stand down order? <sighs> was there a stand down order? Six hours? I don't believe it. Israel's the side of New, size of New Jersey. When I took a helicopter ride from Jerusalem to the Gaza border, it's 45 minutes. Wow. Six hours. They're live streaming the killing of Jews. Was Did somebody in the government say stand down? That is a legitimate non- conspiracy question the whole country is the idf <laughs> the whole country is yeah and you're trying to tell me that they're going to concerts and kibbutzes listen to the parallels why was the national guard more than 10 times denied to the chief of capitol police he begged them days in advance we need help I need fortification. We need backups. We need extra manpower. Crickets from Nancy Pelosi and others. Crickets from the Pentagon. Crickets from the Department of Defense. We don't like the optics of that. And then when the Marines were ultimately set in or the Coast Guard was or Coast Guard, National Guard was ultimately sent in. They had to go in without weapons. They had to go in without their heavy machinery, without their body armor and helmets. Why would that be? It's almost as though it was all so coordinated. Don't you think? All right. What's going on in, in embassies around the world? Benghazi 2.0. Is this what this is a setup for? We're going we're gonna to walk there. They don't want us to. We will. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Network next. <laughs> 